0: Hey, hello everybody, welcome to Mastermind.fm. Today it's a special episode, myself, Jean Galea. I am in uh, Cleveland, Tennessee with the whole WP Ninjas team. I've got James with me and dressed most of the WP Ninjas team here in the studio. And we're recording from one location, basically. I was actually headed to Florida. I was there for LoopConf and WordComp Orlando straight after. And those two events got cancelled due to the hurricane. And so James uh, was very kind to offer us to move here for a few days until we sorted out our plans and so we're here myself and Aliona um, flew to Cleveland yesterday and so we're here and we decided to take uh, an opportunity to record this podcast and get to know better the WP Ninjas team which have really been a fun bunch to hang around with these two days so that's what we're gonna be talking about today so hope you enjoyed the show before the fun stuff let's take a short break for our sponsor
1: Mastermind.fm would like to take a moment to introduce you to Influx WordPress customer support. Helping your users understand and make the most of your product is an around-the-clock job, and even the largest businesses need help with support sometimes. Influx will augment your team and take the stress out of scaling and scheduling, 24 hours a day, every day of the year. Pricing is transparent and scalable, so you're sure to find the service that's right for you and yours. So take a look right away at influx.com to find your specialized WordPress customer support solution
0: hey so i'm here at the ninja forms office i'm really enjoying the team here this this atmosphere and i'm actually getting a bit jealous of the whole vibe that they've got going here so i thought it would be a good idea to have uh, you know have you get to know the team and see how they function on a daily basis if they function at all so you know all i've seen so far is people playing ping pong <laughs> eating <laughs> And uh, some work thrown in every now and, yeah. and then for a good measure.
2: Well, so we're really excited to have Jean with us. It's was kind of an unexpected yeah. uh, event because he was here for a couple of conferences in Florida. And hurricane was hitting, and he needed to get out of Florida. So we said, "Why don't you come up here, hang out with us for a little while, and till you can kind of make decide what plans how you're going to proceed."
0: Yeah, I'm basically a refugee here. So,
2: (laughs) (laughs) so uh, so it's really cool to have him. But it does give him, you know, we run two distinctly different businesses in the sense that his team is pretty much a remote and distributed team and our team is local in office. So this is kind of giving him kind of the exposure of what is it like to work with the team that's just everyone's in office and what's that dynamic look like?
0: Yeah, so even the town itself is really nice. It's uh, our first experience, myself and Aliona visiting AOS. Sort of small town. Uh, we've been to most of the big cities, but this is a completely new vibe for us. I really like it. I would. I wouldn't mind living here for a few months at least. So, so I'm excited in having you get to know the team. So, James, why don't you start introducing them?
2: Yeah. So, if you you probably heard some of the chuckles in the background because uh, we have. As many of our team members that are actually able to be in the office today for, you know, if they, because they don't have other things going on, they were all actually here working. Uh, because they're all here, we have everyone here in the office. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to kind of go around the room and uh, let them kind of introduce themselves, tell you a little bit about what they do. So I'm going to start with actually my business partner, uh, Kevin Stover. He is sitting here with us. So Kevin, why don't you just kind of say hello and let everyone know kind of what you do from day to day. Hello.
3: My name is Kevin, as James just said. Uh, I co-own things, I guess. What I do day-to-day kind of recently has been more code writing. So we just pushed out Ninja Forms 3 last month, uh, and I've been kind of in the, in the thick of things, writing codes and things like that, fixing bugs, that kind of stuff. Um, ideally, I think eventually I'll move into some, sort of like high-end product stuff, like, like high-view product stuff, thinking about where the product's going and road mapping and that kind of stuff. But for now, since there's only 200 developers and myself, sort of just writing code and playing ping pong.
2: <laughs> awesome. I'm going to jump to the other side of the room. I'm actually going to go in order that we hired each person now. So we're going to... I wasn't hired. That's why I said now. Starting starting now, I'm going to start going in the order in which we hired people. So uh, I'm going to introduce uh, Zach Skaggs, and I'm going to let him tell you a little bit about what he does.
4: Hi, uh, yeah, I'm Zach Skaggs. I'm uh, the director of happiness here. So I started... Um, uh, a little over two years ago now as the first support hire, uh, then became support manager, in charge of documentation. Now I'm starting to manage some um, business partnerships and things like that. So I I wear a lot of different hats here, um, and my responsibilities vary quite a bit uh, from day to day. Basically, um, the things that um, are getting to be... Things that James and Kevin don't need to handle on a, on a daily basis to run the business, a lot of those things are starting to become my responsibility so they can kind of focus on the bigger picture.
2: Very cool. Uh, so next in line is Kyle. And so Kyle, why don't you introduce yourself?
4: Yeah. Uh, my name is Kyle Johnson.
5: I'm one of the senior software developer here at the, with the Ninjas. Uh, I came on a little over a year ago right before starting the big three rewrite. And I've been uh, very much entrenched in that process over the past year.
2: Yeah, Kyle's actually kind of a funny hire situation because he loves us telling this story. But he came to one of our meetups because he saw our application online so he came to the meetup to tell us that he had just started freelancing
3: he did not want a job
2: yeah he didn't he didn't want a job uh because he was just starting freelancing
3: i I wasn't that forceful with it that was kind of like a side comment by the way it's not very often that you have an an applicant come to you before they even applied and said just so you know (laughs) i don't want this job
5: to be fair i was not an applicant
3: putting all cards on the
5: table since this is official recording i just want to say (laughs) so we
3: invited. that's what i mean it's
5: on the record
2: it's it's on the record now. So we invited him to the office and played Mario Kart for half the day. They
5: didn't let me leave, so I've been here about a year and a half. Stockholm. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> uh,
2: and that, that's about how it played out. Our next uh, hire was Justin, and uh, so I'm going to let Justin go ahead and tell you a little bit about himself.
1: Hey, I'm Justin McElhaney. Um, I'm a happiness ninja here at Ninja Forms, uh, and pretty much I'm in the support queue all day long. Also doing and some documentation school. and some other things, but... Mostly what I focus on is the support queue. You,
2: you should have seen the disappointed look on his face when he said that.
1: The uh, support queue. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, last, and, but certainly not least, uh, we have Kenny. Kenny, why don't you introduce yourself?
6: I'm Kenny Hall. I, uh, I'm i a junior developer here at the WP Ninjas. Mostly I've been working on uh, a few small add-ons here and there. And then here lately, since 3.0 since has been launched, I've been mostly in QA. Um, testing all all the pull requests before they get released.
2: Very cool. Uh, and uh, also here is Quay. Uh, I'm just kidding. Quay couldn't he be here, but we had a joke that Kenny was going to impersonate Quay and, and play both roles.
5: Hi, I'm Kenny. Uh, I mean, I'm Quay. Hi. Hi, I'm Quay. <laughs> I'm a I'm a content writer here at Debbie Ninja's.
3: That was that was Kyle pretending pretending to be Kenny pretending to be Quay. <laughs>
5: that was Kyle pretending
3: to be Kenny pretending to be Quay playing a character Quay called Roy.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> was I, apparently a I like, vet. I like how you you guys really like dug into the backstory and gave <laughs> Quay a backstory he does not have. That, that's why we got started so late. I apologize.
5: Uh,
2: <laughs> so, so missing from the office right now is Quay, who had to pick up his boys from school. And Devin, who is actually our only kind of remote worker. He actually is in Georgia. He's actually off anyway because he's getting married on Sunday. So uh, Devin, even though I know you're not going to listen to this, um, congratulations (laughs) on your nuptials. Uh, So yeah, so that's a team and we're all kind of here in the office. So it's going to get a little rowdy perhaps in here, as you've already noticed.
0: So let's uh, you know talk about your daily schedule if you have one. So I've I've noticed that people are pretty free to get in and out as they, you know, juggle their daily needs as well with their families as well. So why don't you talk about that kind of thing?
2: Well, all right. So I think first, why don't we why don't we pose it this way? You've you've been here. You came yesterday afternoon, so yeah. you came around lunchtime, and you have spent now till it's uh, as of recording. It's a little after four. So you have witnessed an entire work workday uh, with the WP Ninjas. Why don't you tell <laughs> what your
0: perception is of what our average daily looks like? All right. So, so let's talk about today because I've spent the whole day basically with you. So it started the day at around nine o'clock. Uh, we all, most of us were gathered at a coffee shop, which is like five minutes walk from this office. And I thought that was a really nice intro to the day, like changing, changing the atmosphere, having a good coffee. Place is really nice. And it sort of transitioned very nicely from, you know, getting that warm up into the work day. Uh, so I like that a lot. In fact, I stayed there till lunch. And yeah, then we had lunch. Which I think most of you are discussing non-work stuff. Today, so. So then we transitioned back to the office. Had some ping pong, ping pong, which apparently is a thing here. Ping pong <laughs> after lunch. Zach and I are the
5: reigning uh, summer league doubles champions. It's true. It's true. I have a trophy and everything. Undefeated.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a good level of ping pong here.
2: Yeah, we we kind of joke. We we meet at the coffee shop. We have our uh, pre-lunch ping pong games. Then we have scrum which after Scrum, it's about time for lunch. Then after lunch, of course, you have to have your post-lunch ping pong game. And then about that time, it's about to head home. You know, it's about time to, to end the day. <laughs> um, we joke, it is, it is a loose day, like you talked about. We have a pretty loose schedule. People can come and go as they please, and they do because they have they have life that they have to deal with. They have errands they have to run. Uh, and so everybody kind of has that open schedule. And we do play a lot, but that's probably because none of us really unplug. While we have office hours and we do work from six to eight hours a day together in the office, that time is spent talking through ideas. It's spent having a good time with each other and building relationship because when we go home and everyone the rest of our family's in bed, we're probably online answering support tickets, writing code, writing up our next marketing email. like we're we just don't really turn off. But because we don't turn off, we make sure we make time to play during the day as well.
0: Yeah, both myself and Aliona really noticed that every one of you is really passionate about what you're doing. So that's really nice to see. And also that although some of you have not been working together or known each other for more than a year, it's like you're childhood friends. That's how the atmosphere seems to be here from an outsider. So that's really nice. And something that I miss with my own team, not having so much time to spend with them on a daily basis.
4: Yeah, that's fair. One of the things that I've always really appreciated ever since, you know, when I started about two years ago was when I would come into the office. I mean, in previous jobs, I would always, you know, you kind of wake up and you're like, oh, I just want to take a sick day today. I'm not really sick. I just, you know, don't want to go into work or whatever. And But here, even when I am sick, um, I've enjoyed you know coming into the office. Just kind and getting of, everyone else sick. Getting everyone else sick. <laughs> um, when, when you're sick, you like to be at home. You like to be, you know, where you're, comfortable you know if you got family you know it's just but this job has always felt like that to me i think because of of, of the culture that we have and so you know it's kind of nice uh, when, I, when i was first hired coming into my pajamas and you know coming in and just you know working from the office but in my pajamas and then going home later um and uh, it's, it's, it's a great culture. I really love it. It feels like home. It feels like my living room sometimes, and it's, it's great.
0: So you can't talk about the ketogenic diet now? <laughs> <Yeah, we,
4: laughs> please we don't, tell you about please the wonders of keto? Um, and that was today's episode. See next week. More on keto. There,
2: there's a running joke in the office. Uh, if you, how do you know if somebody's uh, on the keto diet? Don't worry. They'll tell you.
4: <laughs> it's true. It's true. Been a life-changing
2: thing. If you'd like to know about the keto diet, you can email Zach at Zach at WPNinjas.com. That's, That's Z-A-C-H no. at WPNinjas.com. Or
4: WPN Zach on Twitter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, John, do you have any, uh, any other questions or thoughts about uh, anything that we do here? Because I, I realize that while it has been not typical, right, because it's not like we have a lot of guests that come to Cleveland, Tennessee, so our normal schedule kind of is gets upheaved a little bit, and we don't do our normal routine exactly like we normally do um, you know we are still trying we still try to work the process we're still talking through the issues that we need to take care of and and thinking through the business as that, as as that is um, as issues arise. I'm curious if you have any questions or thoughts about what you're what you're witnessing or
0: yeah, I guess so. So the office layout, just to give you an idea, we have around four or five people working from a main room, and then we have some other rooms which are housing other guys like Quay. And so I, I was wondering actually why this kind of setup and how do you, you decided who to put in each room.
2: Yeah, that's actually kind of interesting. When we first moved into this space, we knew it was more than we needed. It's uh, what what did we come up? It's about four thousand. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, it's roughly four thousand square feet. 2,000 upstairs and downstairs, and when we first moved in here, we loved all the office spaces. So everyone just kind of claimed an office, and we didn't really have a huge process for feeling that out. We just wanted we wanted developers to be near each other, went support to be near each other. Um, I moved. I kept my office downstairs because I wasn't necessarily involved in those pieces of the business. Uh, But as we started moving into heavy development for three, we realized we didn't like the corporate structure. It started to make us feel separated from each other. So we had a really large room that had the ping pong table in it. And we moved it out of there and moved all of our desks in there together. So now the entire team, regardless of other than Quay, because he's the curmudgeon um, <laughs> now, because he's writing and he needs to be able to concentrate and have quiet while he's trying to concentrate and research and write. Other than him, everyone is in the same office. So now while we have this 4,000 square foot space, we probably only occupy like 600 square feet of it on a regular basis. And that's like kind of where all of our desks are. And that was just to build more of that um, kind of scrappy, small business startup feel so that we could just have that energy. And it also makes it easier when a question comes. If support is a question, they just speak up. If development needs to discuss something, they don't have to go to the office next door. They just, they just start talking and work through it. So that's kind of was part of our decision. Kevin?
3: Yeah, I just to say, I think that that kind of um, epitomizes why we decided to go with a local uh, team rather than a distributed team, right? Like that, that's sort of epitomized in that we're all in the same room. So that if Kenny is testing something and he has a question about a pull request, he can just lean over and say, hey, what's going on with this? And, and his, his workflow is, as I hope, faster because Kit, excuse me, Kyle's there to answer a question or I'm there to answer a question. Yeah. And I think that sort of all being in the same room is, is tied up, to me anyway, is tied up in why everyone's local um, because those discussions are easier to easier to have, and just to be honest, it's a lot easier for Kyle and I to to, to talk about like art, big overarching like architecture type questions in person than it is to try to type all that out over Slack. Like if he and I were to try to have those <clears throat> discussions that we've had recently, even today, I think you guys probably witnessed us talking about caching and performance and stuff. To have those discussions over Slack would be a lot slower, and I don't think we would would come out with as as good a result.
5: It would at least take longer. Um, I think we could pull it off, but it's so much more of a fast process being in the same room, be able to actually collaborate directly with everybody.
2: Yeah, having overheard that conversation... I, to me, if I, I felt like if that were in a text-based conversation, like, like a Slack, you would have taken a week or two to come to the same conclusions in the same place that you happen in a couple hours of having that discussion. So it's, it's a more drawn-out process, one, because you're not necessarily always all, all in the same channel at the same time, uh, and it's just harder to make a clear ex- explanation over text sometimes.
5: Not to mention, Kevin can type a lot faster than I can, and I'll never get a word in. That's true, that's <laughs> true
4: it's not been without its challenges either though because because it's so easy to have communication when we're face to face i think we actually have more communication misses than we would if we were a fully distributed company because it's so easy to have a conversation in one area and forget to spread that knowledge throughout the team Um, and so there's certainly a a lot of pros and we we very much feel more pros than cons to work in uh, in this kind of environment but there's also a lot of cons you need to add a lot of other processes in place to make sure that um, that everyone gets the message. Have we done all that yet? <laughs> We're still working on it. We're still learning, for sure.
2: No, I, I Zach's 100% correct, right? Like, what happens is you know, Kevin and I may have make a business decision just having a conversation in the spur of the moment. The, the mood hits us, the topic hits us, and we flesh it out. And it's easy for that not to get communicated to Zach or the rest of the team that may need to know that information. And so you have to, I would say, if you are going to be a team that you want to be scrappy and you want to be able to make Decisions in an, in an agile fashion, but you have to rem- you have to make sure that you have processes or pro- or things in place that that message and that vision gets communicated throughout the entire team.
3: Yeah, uh, I think a good example of that is the recent bug fix release that we uh, 307 um, development did a poor job of letting Zach and Justin know and Devin know what was going to be in that because we had all had that just dis- like the, the dev team and you. Uh, had had that discussion in the proximity of Zach and so I just assumed that he had heard it and, and and been a part of that
2: but he was not an active participant in the conversation so yeah
3: exactly so that's something that definitely should have been conveyed in slack or or, or in some 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 method uh, where where we could be sure that he saw it or heard it
0: and so so how do you handle like distractions since you're working in the same room obviously not every topic that comes up is relevant for the whole room. Kenny?
6: Uh, headphones. <laughs> uh, head, headphones are great. Uh, music's great.
2: So. Yeah. I was gonna say we don't we don't handle distractions well, but I do. There is there is everyone in the office has headphones, and if they really want to, like close out, they put on headphones to kind of keep themselves there's, focused.
3: There's also a um, a local craft beer store, and <laughs> or sometimes Kenny will uh, will walk down to the uh, to the craft beer place in order to be able to concentrate away from the office. You'll
0: hear yeah, puss just, puss just Kenny roses, walks
3: yeah.
2: out of the local beer And yeah. that's what he's doing. He's going there to concentrate. It,
4: it's, usually, it's usually you. Yeah. It, it is funny, though, because I think Kenny's been through, like, three or four pairs of headphones since we moved into that room, and each one has gotten progressively more and more noise-isolating, <laughs> as James and I have gotten louder and louder. Well, to be
6: fair, I sit between Zach, who talks verbosely, and James, who talks very verbosely, So I get kind of trapped in this, like, awful spot of James yelling at Zach and Zach yelling back, and then I I just have to make myself go deaf to to block it out. That's a very accurate description. That
3: that is true. sometimes you see Kenny rocking, you know, (laughs) Kenny Kenny is rocking at his desk, saying, you know, Mommy and Daddy love each other, Mommy and Daddy love each other, Mommy and Daddy love each other. But then also sometimes
5: we can, there's also a local coffee shop we can walk to. Uh, yep. The growler store or the coffee shop, or we all live very close. I know, like uh, A lot of us can actually walk home if we wanted to. Uh, so we can go home and work when we need to, and then come back to the office for meetings. We can go to the coffee shop wherever we need to, still so we'll find that isolation when it's needed.
2: Yeah, and because we don't actually use all of the offices in this space, there are desks in other offices for when people need to kind of slip away, have a phone call perhaps with a customer. <clears throat> Uh, or, or or somebody else recording podcasts. We have a separate room that we're in right now that where we do all of our podcast recording. So there are places where, when the time when the need is there, we can we can kind of isolate ourselves.
0: And have you thought about how what what, what the setup will be as you grow further? Because obviously you can't have like twenty people in a room
2: we We're just gonna knock down walls uh, and just make the room bigger, so you can't have twenty people. No, and, and honestly, that is kind of what we're looking at. We there actually, we do have our eyes on a few other locations for our office that are not much smaller than this space, but they are a wide open floor plan. Uh, and we we we're gonna try to as best as we can, not move towards offices. We'll always have a place that's more soundproof for things like recording or per you know private meetings and things like that. But we're gonna always try to move towards a place that's a open floor plan as much as possible. The
4: difficult part has been finding a place with an open floor plan and really high ceilings for the ping pong table. That uh, is true. One of those two of takes presence over the other. Yeah. I'm not I think
3: gonna think say which one of those two is more important. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think I think um another important piece of that is as we also as we grow, the the office sort of becomes like home base, right? Like a hub, and I know Justin works from home a lot, mm-hmm. and and he's in the office a few days a week. And so I think as we move forward, I think we'll see we'll start seeing more of that, right? Like this is like the the home base, the hub, the mothership, or whatever, and everyone kind of leaves and comes back. You know, on their own sort of schedule.
2: Yeah, we're a little less remote and distributed, as in people are here more frequently, uh, but the, it definitely is not the norm. Like people, lots of people get work outside of these offices uh, on a on a daily basis.
0: So, and given the limited pool of workers here, I, I guess in uh, Cleveland, obviously it's a small place, so it's not that easy to grow rapidly. I guess. So, have you considered like a hybrid model with? distributed and in office we
2: have um you know that's that's actually was the funny thing about hiring kyle the reason kyle wanted to come and tell us not that he wasn't interested in the position but he wanted to meet us and came because he didn't realize there were other php developers in his hometown and so he's like oh that's really cool i need to go and introduce myself my guess is there's actually a few more in this area and now that we are doing a lot more with javascript there is perhaps an even larger pool between here and Chattanooga that we can we can hire from, and Chattanooga is only 20 minutes, 25 minutes away from us, and there's a huge, growing small business tech scene that's happening there. We have the fastest internet in the United States currently, and so that's that's a growing thing that's happening, and we have a big pool that we can kind of pull yeah, from.
3: You just, just want to toss in that we unfortunately don't. Uh, Chattanooga does, Chattanooga. but the state of Tennessee has decided in all its wisdom to not that, let them
2: uh, move into other, other spaces.
3: County, to be fair,
5: it was an online poll, so those that didn't have internet couldn't take the poll. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so we're still working on that through this legislature. Some are speaking up, some aren't. We're working on that process.
0: So, like as a team, do you have do you still have these monthly events, or you know these like like the distributed teams usually have a yearly retreat for sure, and then say monthly events or stuff where they meet and do something fun together.
2: We I don't I wouldn't
0: say we have a hard and fast schedule for it, but we definitely do
2: on a somewhat regular basis, fairly intermittent, where we will we will do something fun. Just
3: want to point out that. I just, said, regular, I just regular, regular said a lot are of. Are two I, different things.
2: I, well, yeah. I just I said a bunch of words that don't actually go together. Anyway, we. Uh, <laughs> so as
5: typical, I mean. Um.
2: <laughs> so so for instance, uh, last summer we we haven't we didn't do much this summer, but I have some stuff planned for the fall. Uh, but we we went and played paintball together and and had some fun with that. We do regular like uh, lunch outings. Uh, sometimes we'll drive down to Chattanooga and and pick up lunch there. Uh, So, yeah, we do a lot of different things. We obviously try to travel to local camps as a team, and that's something that we try to partake in together. We're actually in the process of working out a kind of a, uh, I don't know how how I would refer to it, a multi-company retreat.
3: You looked at me, I was getting concerned.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, A multi-company retreat with a few other companies that are good friends of ours and just saying, hey, why don't we bring our two or three companies together and our teams together and have a retreat together. So what that ends up looking like and what that becomes, we're not completely certain, but uh, I'm pretty excited about that as an option as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I've also seen some of you at WordCamps, even in Europe, so I was wondering how you get to choose Who goes to which WordCamps?
2: It usually is a battle between Kevin and myself. Um, I went to Cabo, and the deal, Kevin said, that's fine, you can go to Cabo, and because of that, I get to go to WordCamp Europe. So I was like, okay, that seems like a fair trade. Uh, although WordCamp Europe ended up being a lot more expensive than Cabo, but that's all right. Um and then
3: that sounded a little passive aggressive. Uh, <laughs>
2: that's my middle name. But we ended and we ended up sending Kyle as well, and I don't remember why we made that decision.
5: Um because I'm integral to the development of 3?
3: <laughs> From a marketing perspective, it totally made sense. <laughs> I think it, it it really has to do with the uh, availability I know that I have a, I have a daughter, James has a daughter.
2: I have a, a, son. I have a daughter?
3: Son. I have a son, kid. You have a, you have a, you have I, a child. I,
2: I need to break it to my wife.
3: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Well, hey, it's 2016. Um, Zach has, has kids, and, and Quay has kids. And so a lot of it is who's available to win, because I know that my wife is not happy with me just going to every single WordCamp that there is. Um, I know your wife, James, it wouldn't be exciting for you to go to every WordCamp. I know you and Kenny went to WordCamp and Justin went to WordCamp, um, Oklahoma City. Um, who went to Denver? Because I didn't go to Denver.
2: Uh, Kyle, myself, and Zach went yeah. to Denver. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's availability. Here's the thing. I don't really want to travel more than six times a year. Because anything over that, I, I, it kind of stresses me out. While I love to travel, I love to travel just a little bit, and then I like to be at my in home base. So what ends up happening, honestly, on some level, is I look at the camps that are most crucial for me or Kevin to be at for one reason or other. Usually it's because of a business relationship. Uh, and then we kind of distribute the other, t- the rest of the team out as they have availability. Or if just honestly, if they apply to speak... And they have that opportunity. Uh, we want to also kind of foster that, so we try to. I
5: think that's why I went to Denver. I had applied to speak and was accepted, and so that got me on one of those three spots.
2: Yeah, we we're like, yeah, we're yeah. like, oh crap! He he got he got accepted to speak. We have to bring Kyle now. Yeah,
3: that's that's kind of the running. <laughs> that's kind of the running deal is if any of our team apply to speak at a WordCamp Camp uh, and get accepted, we will pretty we'll, much we'll bring them with us. Yeah, or or send them by themselves if nobody else is going.
0: Yeah. How important do you think this kind of speaking at WordCamps is? I think there, there's 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 a multiple
2: layers of
0: why it's good.
2: Uh, for from the camps perspective or for the community perspective, it's a way to give back to the community. So we can take the knowledge that that we have learned as a team or as individuals, and we can kind of share that back with the community by by instructing or teaching, and and so that's a great opportunity. It's also great for the team member themselves. I think getting up and talking about what you're learning. Uh, is 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 a way of learning of itself. It's a way of cementing what you've learned and what you know and the knowledge that you have. It helps you with future communication because if you can speak to a crowd of people, it's going to make it a lot easier when you start speaking to you know when you're speaking to that one on one and having that conversation. It, it just has a lot of layers of uh, I think that it, it impacts.
3: There, there's also um, just some other there's some other things at WordCamps besides speaking right. There's also the Kennedy. <laughs> um, who became the unofficial official mascot of WordCamp Atlanta, um, without any like public speaking duties? That's true. He Literally just did not speak. Yeah, couldn't speak that weekend. Oh yeah,
2: that's right. Yeah, so for everyone who got to who hugged up on the Kennedy and got a picture, <laughs> uh, he had mono. I, and I'm just eye. kidding. I'm just pink kidding. Pink eye. Jeez, mono <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Pink eye. But he
5: wore sunglasses inside. he couldn't <laughs>
2: So no, no, uh, it, was, it
5: was everything was okay. It's gonna be fine.
2: I don't ever. I don't know if we've ever told the story of how Kenny became the Kennedy. So this is a good. It's, a, this, it's an
3: origin story. The
2: origin story of the Kennedy. Story uh, time with
3: James. What if we let Kenny tell the story? Uh,
6: no, it's okay. James tells it much better.
2: Okay, so we there's a little local restaurant, little sandwich shop here in town called Deli Boys, and the whole team had gone out for lunch, and we were all sitting around the table, and. Kyle and Kenny were discussing a t- a joint talk, a developer talk, about mentors and mentees. But they decided they were going to call it mentors and or mentos and manatees from
5: the Thirty Rock.
2: From the Thirty Rock thing, that show thing that exists. Um, so they so they were going to talk about that. And so through that, as they were talking about it, Kenny kind of opened his mouth and said, "If." I had a Kennedy costume, or a manatee costume. I would wear it while speaking at... To be
6: fair, that was going to be at WordCamp Miami? I
2: I just heard speaking at a WordCamp. I just heard uh, WordCamp.
6: Kenny was bidding to go to Miami. That that was the plan. That backfired
2: terribly. (laughs) Because all I heard was... If I had a manatee costume, Not I would weird. wear it at WordCamp. <laughs> yep. So while he was still f- completing that sentence, I had gotten on my phone and found like these this like pajama set or like onesie of a of a manatee and bought it and ordered and had it delivered the next day to the offices. <laughs> and we actually have some peeking head Kennedy stickers made up for it uh, that you may see on some of our laptops. There's and- a website
5: for Kennedy sightings. There we is. Log the what,
2: what's that web web domain? Do we even remember what that is? Uh, I'd have to
5: look it up. It's been a while since we Atlanta.
2: Um, yeah, so we, we uh, yeah, so he dresses up as the Kennedy and has been the mascot of events. So and
5: moral of the story:
6: just don't say anything like that around James. I, I,
0: I will buy it. So another thing I've noticed is that you all spend was it two hours of support every day as a team.
2: Uh, give or take, it's we pretty much have a one-hour support morning. We we just implemented this recently. Uh, you know, lots of companies do an all-team support kind of thing, whether that's once a week they come in and do support or they have a, a block of time every person. What we decided to do is we thought we would have the most impact, and it was actually uh, I believe it was Justin's idea to have one hour of support. I. I'm joking I, I can't see Zach because he's behind a computer. It was Zach's idea, but we have this running thing in the office that nobody gets to claim their idea so there somebody anytime somebody has a good idea, some it gets attributed to someone else in the office anyway, so we uh, had this idea of just doing all team support for one hour every morning, so we kind of at ten o'clock we start our what we call our support blitz. Everyone jumps in the queue, and because we have about you know, about eight people on the team, what ends up happening is we have eight hours of support done in one hour every morning. And so it's actually been a really good impact. I know the support team has appre- has been very appreciative yes, of it uh, because, you know, we have a fairly popular product and so we get a ton of support requests. And so by having some, you know, by getting eight hours of support done every morning, the rest of the support team for the rest of the day can kind of breathe a little bit and go, okay, I'm not, this isn't so overwhelming. Uh, so, yeah, it's something we institute. We're actually doing the same thing now with documentation. Not yet. Uh, we well, the idea. We are not, not actually started yet. We, we, we're going to start a kind of a, a documentation blitz where uh, right after support, we're all going to spend a half an hour and write a document. Everybody will be assigned a document to write so we can document the product, document the code, document the processes uh, of working with us. So, yeah.
0: How do you keep the consistency and language used and style across documentation?
2: Uh, one way we do Quay. it is Quay. Yeah. So we all write it and kind of freeform, kind of come up with our concept. And then we hand it off to Quay, who is our kind of our editor in chief, if you will. And he'll go through and edit for grammar and language and just check it and make sure everything everything has a kind of a, some continuity across all documents. So because we have one editor, they all tend to come out on the other end sounding somewhat the same.
0: Right. and I think not even uh, apart from the efficiency aspect, it's also nice for team building as everybody gets to see what are the most frequent problems faced by the customers and even documentation, you know, you get to use the product yourself, not just say develop or do the business side of it. And I think that's very helpful and something that I am looking forward to implementing with my own team.
2: Yeah, we, we, I think the development team has actually really enjoyed doing this as well because they're coming into the support queue and they're getting a tick And immediately when they see that ticket, support may try to troubleshoot, but because development knows all the intricacies of the product, they immediately know this is a bug. Like, I don't need to support this. I don't need to go any further with this particular user. This is a bug. I know this because I know exactly what should happen in the census, where the support team may not always catch that right off, and they may try a bunch of troubleshooting steps. So just from there, I think uh, the development team is actually squashing a lot of things that might otherwise get missed for weeks until, until enough tickets come through and we go, oh, this is actually an issue. So it's actually been really good.
3: Yeah, I think it's also been good for the dev team in being able to sort of see how people are using the product rather than how you think people might use it. Um, and I know that I've been impressed with how Kitty has, has taken to it so far at least in getting very – interested in not just I want to close this ticket but very interested in I want to make sure this user is taken care of you know what I mean Absolutely. and that's something that if we didn't have that I don't I don't think he would have that perspective because it sort of forces him to I'm kind of putting words in his mouth he's sitting right here but I feel like I feel like it kind of forces him to uh, to interact with users in a way that he otherwise wouldn't. Yeah, I agree. That was easy. That was easy. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I, I didn't know I was supposed to say any more than that. Yeah, I'm sure Kyle has done the same thing, but I talked to Kenny about it, so I don't. Sorry, Kyle. I didn't mean to. Oh, no, I'm sitting right here, too. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs>
0: And so I think my last question would be, like, if I could ask each one of you to say one thing about how working here at uh, WPN just has impacted you, even on a personal level in, in your life. How does what has changed in your life since you started working here? I'd like to know this too. <laughs> so who's gonna start? Hurt
5: <laughs> money so slow. Is that, come on uh, down.
4: <laughs>
0: no, this is—it's
4: actually—it's a really emotional question for me um, because. Uh, coming, I, I lived in Indiana when um, James and Kevin told me that they uh, wanted to hire me as their support person. I, I worked at Amazon at the time; um, my career was pretty solid there. Uh, and, and so, moving down to work with them in a you know a little startup was uh, a terrifying decision. But it's absolutely one of the best decisions that I ever made. And um, there have been so many times, even even beyond you know just the work aspect of it when um, things have been difficult um, with family or other like life things that are going on and um, this office really is every every person in this office I consider you know some of my best friends Um, and I almost you know almost I'm getting a little teary thinking you know thinking about it but it's true Um, I I, I can't imagine myself being anywhere else and um, one of the things for me like you know I feel so passionate about and so involved in this project like it feels you know i'm not an owner right kevin and james are the owners but i feel like i have ownership here like my input matters my input is valued and uh and and that is in my mind the best benefit of all of the benefits of this job is that i know that that my voice matters and that i've made an impact uh in in the product
2: i think i'm going to get a little (laughs) teary-eyed
1: Uh, kind of going off of what Zach said, I too um, appreciate that my opinion matters. I came from a job doing university support for about 10 years, and it, it felt soul-destroying day to day. So when I was approached by them to start working here, I, I jumped at it because it was an opportunity to work with a tight group of people going towards one goal instead of having this corporate-type structure that said, no, this is the way it should be done, even though you as the technician, the <laughs> person actually doing it, knows, oh, maybe that's not the best way it can be done. So just being a family, it, it's, it's wonderful compared to where it was.
6: Yeah, um, for, for me, it's, it's been a huge change uh, in my life. Uh, before this, I was a tech at a high school, and I've always been interested in development. Um, learning to code. Whenever I first met them, I think that it's pretty unanimous. I was kind of a, a cocky, headstrong, you know, guy. Um,
3: yeah, I, I think James hated you.
6: Yeah, I, I, I can completely understand that. Um, but you know, I got I got humbled pretty quickly. Um, so you know, I, I realized you know that that was like where I needed to grow and started learning. Um, I started using Treehouse to to start learning development. And um, when they hired me, I still didn't know a whole lot, and over the past year, I've grown um, pre- like, like pretty fast. I feel, um, but now I'm at a point to where you know, it feels like almost on a daily basis, I'm learning something new constantly, and it's it's just fantastic. It's it's the opportunity that I've always wanted, and you know, I'm really appreciative to be here. You know, learning from someone who I consider like a really good developer, uh, Kyle. Um, and it's just
5: a great opportunity. I feel so awkward now. Um. So uh, before this gets too serious, i want to start out and say I didn't want the job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bring that back around.
2: I thought we made that clear at the beginning of the episode. It had
5: its own segment just bringing it back, you know, tiny thing. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just come from a, a, a position where I was a sole developer in a larger, larger organization not related to development at all, just kind of a, a support uh, basic thing with code or whatever. And I just left that. I've been freelancing. Um, I was a few months into that. Um, and then I realized the reason I started freelancing was I looked for agency jobs in town and found out I was the only PHP developer in town. Gonna to find out it's not true. I, I, I know, Ken, I was kidding that part. <laughs> so it's not true, I was not the only developer in town. And then I meet these guys in Chattanooga, not in Cleveland, but they didn't live from in Cleveland, but it was in Chattanooga, a whole big thing. So I started working here and realized there was a group of people in town that um, write software, that uh, write in the language I write in, or are interested in the things that I'm interested in. And that was very exciting and a great opportunity to come out here and actually um, do what I enjoy and be in town.
0: Yeah, I, I'm. Kevin wasn't hiring. Kevin, yeah. I yeah. 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 was my turn.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if if you
0: if there's something you'd like to say before we wrap up, how has WPN just changed you, Kevin?
3: Changed me? Well, um, it, ca- it caused. Yeah, that's true. Stop, I've not slept in a while. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, no, I. I think having – James and I – here's the thing. James and I, for the past several years, have been trying to start a business that did something, um, that worked. Uh, it, it's not been that long that James has been a full-time employee. So James went full-time first. And James and I used to sit in his uh, apartment, because I lived right next door in a duplex. We used to sit in his apartment, like, late at night and talk about, wow, wouldn't it be awesome? Because we both had, soul, like, soul-crushing, you know, IT day jobs. We both sat around and talked about how, how awesome it would be to have a company where, you know, that we owned that was a development company, that did what we wanted. Um, this is before Ninja Forms existed, right? So we we're just daydream about that. And it's, it's, it's weird for me to look around and realize that that's real and an actual thing, and sometimes... I wake up and have to like pinch myself that this is actually happening. You know what I mean? Because James and I spent literally years talking about, wow, wouldn't it be awesome if we had this this business or this company that could support us without us having to be, you know, attached to anybody else or beholden to anybody else.
2: Yeah. And I, I would say for myself too, um, my vision for having a business has always been kind of the same thing. At some point in my life, 10, 20 years from now, I want to be able to sit around a dinner table with my friends and say, look at what we built together. Like, look what we accomplished. And that's been a process to get there. But I feel like right now I have the team that that might actually be, and we may add to the team. There may be more people that get uh, kind of infused into that vision. But I feel, and it's still early on. I mean, many of us are just you know a year, two years together, and it may be pie in the sky. But when I work with these guys, I'm day in and day out. I feel like ten years, twenty years from now, it could be that vision. It could be us celebrating at a Christmas party, saying. Look at what we built, like look at what we accomplished. And it's not a lifestyle business just for me. Starting a business is being able to create a lifestyle for my team. And so to be able to do that and sit around and say, look at what we accomplished is is huge. And so for me how it's changed me is I feel like I feel like I got it. Like I feel like I'm there. I feel like it, that's 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 the inevitable end for us.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm extremely happy with our team and proud of our team. I'm gonna tear up too, Zach. <laughs> um I, and, and honestly, I couldn't, I, I couldn't be happier with, with the people we have, um, not just on a professional level, but on a personal level. I think everybody uh, cares about each other um, beyond just are you getting your work done, and I think that's, that's really special. I feel like a lot of companies say we want you to retire here, but James and I actually mean that. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I want this to be everyone's last job. Like, I don't want anybody else to have, like, to go anywhere else.
0: Yeah, I'm really glad I asked this question because I think this is what struck me and aliona most since we've been here. Only two days, but, I mean, the goodness that flows in, in the air here and even the hospitality which, with which you treated us is really evident of this family atmosphere that's has been really striking for me. And I've never really experienced this in any other company. So I I think you have something going on here. And I think this is the biggest asset that you have at the moment. Obviously, you've got a great product. You've got a great mission. But this is something that goes beyond and gives you satisfaction at a deeper level than any product can give you.
2: I agree. I appreciate that, John. I mean, it's nice to have an outside perspective. We, We can kind of be too close to our team and think maybe what we have isn't as good as we think it is, or maybe it's better, but it's nice to actually think, actually, it's better. And maybe what we have is the magic sauce of of everything that we're doing. So we really appreciate hearing that. Cool. So I think it's time to wrap up. Yep. Sounds like a good place to end. So, thank just you. The beginning?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so thanks again to the WP Ninjas team for being so candid about their experience working here and you know sharing with us the daily uh, schedule that they use or unschedule but the way they work and uh, thanks again for being so hospitable towards me and Aliona and so James to close off this episode I think we have another review on iTunes so we can go ahead and share that with you and close things off
2: uh, yeah, so our review is from, I believe this is Zephyr Studio. And uh, the title says, glad I found this podcast. It said, just listen to my first episode, number 26. And as a freelancer that does offer managed WP hosting, this was a great insight into best practices. I agree that hiding behind a skin as the actual hosting company is not a good idea. I am 100% transparent that I am a middleman between my client and my hosting company. This model has worked for me as none of my clients are comfortable dealing directly with a hosting company and they prefer to have me, with, uh, have me work with them directly. Looking forward to listening to the previous and future podcasts. Uh, so thank you for that review. We always appreciate appreciate uh, reviews so if you have an opportunity and you want to let us know what you think whether that be a five star or a one star but we prefer five stars uh please do that and uh thanks uh for listening to this episode this was a lot of fun for me because uh it's a little different sometimes just kind of introducing the team to the world and i'm really proud of the team that i have so it's always nice to give them an opportunity for others to hear what they have to say and john it's been really awesome having you and aliana come and visit with us uh, and, be, and just so we have the opportunity to host you because uh, obviously we do a lot of podcasting and talks but it's always over a great distance and a huge time difference and so it's nice to have you in in-house at the time
0: yeah thanks guys and thanks for always tuning in to this show thanks for all your support and we'll see you in the next episode see you next time